Well, hello there. It's another edition of the Cause I Have To podcast. Are we up to episode 40? Boy. Oh my God. Time's flying. No kidding. And our special guest is our current visitor, Ashok Bala, in the house. 40. I feel honored to be on the 4-0. That's right. It must be no a kidding. special number. It really is for I, many reasons. I used to drink 40s. Yeah. Now you don't anymore. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now you don't. Nope. <laughs> I used to be in a band with a guy who drank them out of brown bags in the studio. Oh, that's the only oh, way to do God. it. Brown paper bag, wherever you be, on a stoop, in a subway car. <laughs> we will get into why you no longer drink 40s, cold turkey, uh, your obsession with spindrift carbonated water. Uh, we're going to do a little review of our time together at 92.3 K-Rock in New York City, the flagship station of Howard Stern. Um, what else? Your acting career and the book Alcohol Lied to Me. It's all coming up. Welcome to the Cuz I Have To podcast, where living your dream is the only option. I'm your host, Julie Slater. And I'm Jason Friday. And we've been scouring the earth for people living their dharma so we can share their stories with you. And hopefully we help you find your dharma. Let's do it. Okay, so uh, here we are. We're back, everybody. Um, no 40s. It's Although it's very hot, I could use a 40 to pour all over myself. I have a um, delicious sparkling water. <laughs> yeah, you have a new Spindrift. addiction. Sparkling water. It's uh, 10% juice. It's 17 calories. It's amazing, and Julie hates it. Yeah, I pretty much gave my thumbs down on that. <laughs> Wait, I don't what, care yeah. for it. Frizzaday, what exactly did she say uh, earlier that I burst out laughing? Uh, yeah, I'm not on board with this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm just putting in my official report. I'm not on board with this juice drink. I'm not on board. I don't know how you can't be. It's so refreshing. It's delicious and nutritious. Well, I could tell, you know, when you had the first one and the, the face you made, it's like, oh, Julie is trying to like this. <laughs> yeah, she tried real hard for about two seconds. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, all right, here you go. This is for you. All right. Okay, guys. So um, Ashok and I worked together in New York at 92.3 K-Rock, where uh, it was the flagship of Howard Stern. And some background on Ashok. Uh, he was a radio DJ. Were you, you were Dead Air Dave on the mm -hmm. air there. And also, at one point, you became the button pusher. The for evil. You were the you were the one. I don't know how you got talked into this position. You became the button. censor of the Howard Stern show, which was not a position most people wanted. The evil censor. Yeah. How'd that happen? Well, Andre, you remember Andre and his wife were about to have a kid. And, and he was the censor at the time. Right. Andre was Andre hitting Gardner. the button. And the reason Andre had to do it was because Tom Chisano, our general manager, who Howard loved to call Tom Chipasano, was uh, he had to go fight cancer and survive. So then Andre got roped into it. But then they, uh, you know, 9-11 happened and they were like, hey, we're going to go back to Philly. And, uh, and so, yeah, Andre's been on this. Oh, Andre left. Yeah, he left and uh, and I guess recommended me to Tom and the idea was like, it was like, oh, okay, this is going to happen. But I kept saying no. So I was able to squeeze them for some, you know, real money. And you were always a huge Howard fan right before that? 
Right, which is why it was so painful. You know, I was like, was "Listen, I don't want to. I don't want to ruin this show. I I enjoy it, and uh, and I and I know that Howard will talk about everything, and I'm going to end up, you know, goofed on. I don't want that either." And Tom was like, "Don't worry about that. I'll I'll, I'll tell him to not mention your name." <laughs> and uh, right, like <laughs> stupid me, believe. But it's also like I kept saying no. So you know, when it actually finally happened, it was a decent deal. So yeah. whatever. And of course, obviously, I became, um, you know, a punching bag for Howard. Yeah. I was on the air humiliated many times. All my personal shit was on the, re- on you know, how many, what did he have, 20 or 30 million listeners at the time? Crazy. Oh did my it really God. bother you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was traumatized. And now I can look back like, that's incredible to be. Uh, to be the butt of Howard Stern's yeah. jokes. <laughs> I was in my 20s. Of course, at the time, it's like, hey, I'm trying to be like a cool guy on this station. I don't want to be humiliated and goofed on because I'm a brown guy. Uh, who's ruining the Howard Stern show? You know, like it was. Yes, it was by the like, way, listener, Ashok is brown. In yeah, case you I'm, didn't know, I'm a brown guy, and yeah. you know, the, the jokes. It was a different time. They they made jokes that they could never make now. Yeah, that were totally. humiliating and uh, and. Did they do impressions with like an Indian voice. Oh, and Fred would play this uh, this song up up and away in my. It's like sitar music in my giant balloon or something. I do love gown, sitar. Gown, gown, I mean, gown, yeah, I was going to say. I, every time that's some I, good music, though. Every time they started goofing on me or I'd walk in the studio, that you'd play this fucking sitar music. <laughs> it's funny, but yeah, at the time I was like, yeah, I'm not. I'm not How really long like, did you end up doing that for? Yeah. That was four years. Like six, oh, four years. From and then early 02 until he went to satellite in January 06, 1906. Wow, so, is yeah, that really um, how long he's been on satellite? Mm-hmm. Holy yeah. so shit. So in, in 2006, so we were working at like the coolest rock station in the world in New York. And then Howard left to go to Sirius. So then they flipped the format to talk. <laughs> and so we all pretty much got let go. That was a that was a weird that was a weird time when that ended. They wanted me to stick around and do that free rock weekend thing that which I did for did. a year. But yeah. I said to, I said I gotta I got. They wanted me to hit the button on David Lee Roth too. I I was just I I sat in a room with Tom and I said, listen, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> Please yeah, fire yeah. me. And they did the well, right plus, thing. Could you imagine listening to so David Lee Roth came in to do a talk show and he you know God bless him he's a great frontman for Van Halen he is not a talk show host right and. That was very weird, and it didn't last. And the four, he, well, he got four million dollars for four months, so it worked out for someone. Oh my gosh! Did he really get four million? For four, four million months? for four months. Well, That's it was supposed to be for four years, but uh, you know, they let him go. If only the As rest they do of us, in radio. They, if only uh, the rest of us got contracts like that, where you're paid yeah, regardless. Yeah. Oh my god, that's insane. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, uh, there he is was, a- look, he's a rock star. He's good at that for sure. Great at it. I've seen him live. Yeah. Oh, yeah, sure. We also had a funny, so Ashok and I went, so there was a yearly K-Rock Dysfunctional Family picnic. Super fun. Uh, mostly it was, was it always at Jones Beach? Oh, it was at PNC once, I think, once. That was the a fake year. one when they there was turmoil with the program director change, so they just uh, um, took a Metallica show and called it oh, DFP, yeah, pretended it was- DFP Sedentarium. So we would get to go on, so remember there was, I feel like we're so old when I say, remember there was really no social media at the time, so people didn't 
didn't really know what we looked like. So as DJs, we would go on at these huge venues and, and we'd get to go on stage. But one time Ashok and I, both of us went on stage together and Howard, like on Monday or whatever, totally oh played the cliffs. Because when you'd go on stage, you know, there's like thousands, like maybe there was at Jones Beach, maybe it was 12,000 people, 11,000, oh, 15 to 20,000, something around there. So you would go, even though you had a mic, you'd be like, what's up? But well, you're talking into a mic, which I later learned, like, you don't have to scream. Yeah. Well, I can give you a little little bit more detail here. Julie yeah. had a megaphone. She wanted to do, like, Scott Weiland style, you know, screaming oh, square yeah. words into the megaphone, into the microphone. And I was like, cool, I'm going to do weed jokes because we're introducing Cypress Hill. And on stage in front of a giant bong, like a hundred foot tall bong. So Julie's like, what's up, you motherfuckers? <laughs> and I grabbed the mic. I don't remember if we had one mic or two mics. And I go, who here is high? Anyone got a blunt? So it's like, we're, we're acting like idiots. And Jones Beach, you know, we're backstage drinking and it's a state park. The audience is not allowed to drink. So oh all of us were God. like having this big party backstage and then yeah. acting like assholes on stage. And people are like, can you shut the fuck up and let the band play? Do a bunch of sober audience. So no, but I'll tell you, Howard yeah, went on for about 40 minutes with that. And it was some of the funniest. I mean, when, when yeah. it's that kind of goofing, I was in tears in the button room. It was so funny. I was yeah, dying. That was very funny. I wanted, it, do you guys have any clips? From oh, that? my I'll gosh. Send you audio, yeah. where it is. Oh, please. Yeah, yeah. That is fucking amazing. Oh my <laughs> but God. it was so fun because on that day, you know, we would do an announcement and then everyone would know what we look like. And that was the one day. I mean, that was like I, I got we got a taste of what it would be like to be a famous rock star because you walked out on stage and the crowd went nuts because wow. we did announcement at, at other shows, but it wasn't our show. I remember, oh my gosh, Real Big Fish at Irving Plaza. I went on stage. People literally threw plastic bottles at me. Oh my because God. They, hate, they hated, they were like empty, but they hated the fact that K-Rock was playing their band because uh, that's with, selling out. And the, uh, sell hello, out, the, the song. song. Sell out, right. Sell out. Yeah. With me. But yeah. but, like, um, wouldn't yeah. they not have known the song if we didn't play it? I don't, at the they time, know. radio no, was breaking yeah. bands. That's how it yes. works. Yes. Exactly. And, I, and I'm not saying that was a very unusual situation, but normally, like if you went to a venue and said, hey, I'm Julie from K-Rock, people are like, yeah, whatever. But this was our show. So everyone there was a diehard K-Rock listener. Right. So when you go on stage, they were like, oh, my God, it was so much fun, so much fun. And at the shows, like we would be backstage. And I mean, the biggest bands just would be walking around backstage, hanging out. I mean, oh my gosh, that one year, my two nieces, they were like 21, Teresa and Tammy. They came they came backstage and they were just like hanging out. Oh, I had to go get my niece. She was hanging out with Scott Weiland in a trailer somewhere. That's hilarious. And I was just like, where's my niece? I don't know. Last time I saw her, she was with Scott Weiland in a trailer. Um, I don't think so. Yeah. That's the last thing that any like aunt, let alone mom, would ever yeah. want to hear. Where, where's my where's my daughter? Oh, she's hanging out with Scott Weiland in his trailer. Make sure what? there's no track marks on her arms. <laughs> yeah, seriously. You don't need a band-aid, do you, honey? It yeah, was so brutal. crazy. So I mean, so that's the the time in our life that Ashok and I share. And then, you know, it, it came to an end when Howard left. And um, and it was wild because, I mean, we were super young, too. You know, my nieces aren't that much younger than me. 
I don't think I realized at the time, like the life we were living, because no matter what, that life is not existing anymore. Things are so different in radio and concerts. I mean, it was a time. It was a oh, time yeah. in life that will never be repeated. And it was so I mean, Chris Martin would come. I remember Chris Martin came to the station when he was unknown, kind of was just getting and he like, let me play his Martin guitar because I was thinking of buying one. And he had just met Gwyneth Paltrow. Oh, my God. Doesn't that feel like a hundred billion years ago? Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because it was. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, wait, I forgot. Because it was. <laughs> Pretty much. So much, so much great, um, really great memories working at that station. And so, very unique. Uh, like, you know, there there were other legendary radio stations where people have incredible stories, but our stories are, you know, they're all unique. The Howard yeah, Stern yeah. flagship, there was only one. So then after that, where did you end up, Ashok? On the beach, as they like to say in the industry, because I didn't want to be involved with Free FM, so... Uh, I, I spent a lot of time trying to get things to happen that were not meant to be and did not happen. And then I ended up uh, waiting for a bunch of format changes in New York because there were some stations not doing very well at all. So then a station called, well, uh, well what was it? It was Mix 1027 flipped to Fresh 102.7. Basically, they were doing like a rhythmic, they were trying to fight KTU didn't work and uh and so they flipped it to uh something that tried to fight light fm and i said okay i can do this and uh, i got hired for part-time and after a year i forced my way into afternoons when the afternoon guy left i was like i'm the guy i got in everyone's face whose knee whose face needed to be you know i made it happen and i did that yeah. for i was there for just over eight years before they threw me out of the building <laughs> i mean before before they uh politely well they asked you to leave. You know what? I, you know how it goes. Before well, they politely so dropped what's funny you. Is, so a show got afternoon drive in New York at Fresh, and then I was on an afternoon drive in LA at one hundred point three The Sound. But then a show got let go, and then I got let go. Yeah. So our lives mirrored each other. Oh, I mean, they kept mirroring because then I got into being a news anchor. <laughs> and then you became a news anchor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. After uh, I was at KTU after Fresh. It's weird. My unemployed gaps are about 10 months. So between Fresh and KTU is 10 months. Between KTU and News, 10 months. And uh, yeah, I copied you. I was inspired yeah, I, I by feel you. Like, I feel like I, that's what I thought. Between you and my buddy Wayne Cabot, who does mornings at 880, who told me during Superstorm Sandy, which, what was that, 2012, 2011? I can't remember. But we we were all, you know, I was on Fresh, he was on 880, and, and he would hear me. We had a bathroom in the radio, like, I mean, a, a radio in the bathroom, an old school boom box. And my station yeah. was on, so he'd be taking a leak, and he'd hear, and he'd, like, I'd say something silly, and he'd come into my studio like, you're really, you're really funny. You should do news. I'm like, what are you talking about? Because uh, news is funny. He planted a seed. <laughs> I don't know, I don't know why... He, that happened but it was it wasn't yeah. very much of you know it wasn't very long we were getting to be friends and yeah he kept saying to me you know you should really do news I said, well no, i mean news. i think that was a good choice yeah so between him it. and you well i always thought because it's kind of fun with news you're sort of putting together you know a project it does it takes at some point um 
sometimes when you're a DJ, if you work at a station playing the same songs, you know, it's not as challenging. But with news, like every day is a new story and a new uh, project to put together a report and all that. And you know? basically, so, the business of doing news as an anchor is telling stories one after the other. And like, what have we been, been doing our entire careers? Telling stories of the intros of songs. It's yeah. kind of like we've been prepared for this. Now you learn how to make it work in a newscast. And there you go. Yeah, yeah I was going to say only you don't have to do it within 8 to 12 seconds. Right. <laughs> Yeah. Now it's more like 20 to 30 per story. Yeah. Right? yeah. If I'm doing a so four minute newscast, like, I'm not spending yeah. more than like 30 seconds per story. But you can tell, yeah. I mean, we, we've been trained to say so much in such a short period of time that like that, yeah. it's like, oh, I got 30 seconds. I can do this entire story. And I feel like yeah. sometimes when I'm writing up something just happened in New York, we have to write up stories and put them on a wire that feeds stations across the country. So I feel like some of the other people don't know how to edit like, yeah, you can write ten, six or seven sentences, but if it's only got to be four or five, it's pretty easy for us to cut something down to yeah. you know everything you really need to know and cut out the bullshit. So we've been trained for all yeah. this. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Where what was the eight to twelve seconds in and out? Was that K Rock or was that Q one hundred four? That was K Rock. That was K Rock. Okay. That, that was, was yeah. Steve, right. uh, our boss Steve Kingston. In you <laughs> Kingston. out, Kingston. Did he used to say? He didn't he, say it to me, but was he like, look out those windows? What do you see? Look like, out the window. Wasn't man. that? Yeah. Come, come, oh, hang on. I'm sorry. You're, you're making come a lot of noise. Come on, man. Look into my head, man. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> well, he would say something like, look out the window. What do you see? That's, that's, didn't he say like, that's New York fucking city or something right. like that? He didn't do that to me because I'm from no, New York, it, so it wouldn't have worked. No. Yeah. And you know, yeah. it wouldn't have worked on he you either. He never did to me either. Hi, Steve, if you're listening. <laughs> you never know. Hey, Stevie. That's Isn't right. he down in Florida now? Oh, you're talking no about idea. Steve Kingston. Yeah. Florida? He is. He's running a station in Florida. Oh, yeah. His, um, his, the station he owns, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, he owns Annapolis. He sold the Florida one. He has a WRNR. Oh. Annapolis is his station. Uh, was he in Florida oh. at one point? Which is, you know what's amusing? I've, uh, I cover out-of-market fill-in where I work for news. I've been on his station filling in for the guy who does news like, I don't know, maybe oh a dozen God. times. I wonder if he even knows. Oh, I don't that's know. That's funny. That's very funny. <laughs> probably, probably not. Yeah. <laughs> Remember me? No? Okay. Well, oh, I mean, we're, we, I mean, we haven't been in touch recently, but we've stayed in touch over the years. I just think yeah. it's funny. Oh, like, right. Every time I fill in for that shift, the Earl Kirk shift, the guy who does news on R&R is Earl Kirk. I'm like, I'm on Kingston station. I wonder if he has any idea. <laughs> That is so, yeah, seriously. Should we that also talk funny. about your budding acting career? Oh, God. Well, it's background acting. It's not real. I mean, it would be <laughs> insulting to say to a real actor, I am an actor. You know, I'm not an actor. Come on. It's easy. It's easy union work. We're in the union. This is work I can do because I don't have a consistent schedule. I mostly work weekends and I do fill in whenever needed. So, yeah, I can I can show up on the set of a TV show or movie. You, you get booked. It's all all. Wasn't this your favorite part? Weren't you like a forensic photographer? Oh, on Prodigal Son. Sadly, they yeah. canceled it after two seasons. Oh. But yeah, I was part I, for the pilot. It was two very long days when you when you're able to see like how a show starts. It's pretty cool seeing how everything works it's a lot of downtime and boredom but when you're yeah. fascinated you know i've been fascinated by television my whole life so it is yeah. fun in that i mean other than the food because what i love to talk about is the food but yeah when you see how how this stuff is made and how much work oh, yeah, your favorite in, part of acting is the craft services right right but i was yeah the, the, you know when you see how many hours goes into something that's on screen for like 
10 seconds. It gives you a different appreciation well, you of how anything gets made. Seriously. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's, takes why, that long. that's why stuff like, you know, because people who work in offices, they're like, you have catering. They put food in front of you. You can eat whatever. It's like, well, yeah, because you're held hostage. If they let everyone leave and said, okay, you all got to be back at like 1 p.m. sharp. That's not how it works. They would lose hours. Like they do catering and stuff so they can hold you hostage and stay, you know, keep it moving. Because then when you hit overtime, yeah. it costs them a lot more. Oh, yeah. No, that's uh, about what you were saying, though, like the appreciation for it. My brother is is the same way because he, he would work in the arts department on, on sets. But then it also makes him go uh, like when he watches a movie, he's just like, oh, yeah, I know how that's done now. That's that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, so he kind of loses a little bit of excitement, it, but also funny. the appreciation for sure is there. I'll tell like you, 10, I do watch a more. lot of TV shows that shoot in New York. So then what becomes distracting is you start looking at the background, all the, you know, the common term is term is extras, but you know, that's kind of right. extra We're background <laughs> actors. So you start looking at them like, oh, I know that guy. I worked with this guy. And oh, wait, hang on a sec. I'm supposed to be ignoring the background like everyone else and enjoying the show. Yeah, right, right. What was the oh favorite your favorite show you've been on? I know you were on Succession, right? Yeah, but only a couple of times. The one the recent one that should be interesting to see because we're all going to be very visible throughout I don't know how many episodes was um it's it's the one with um this is another part of the job you immediately forget everything that just Ben happened. Stiller that yeah, show? Yeah, the Ben Stiller directing a show for Apple TV called Severance and John Turturro is in it, Christopher Walken who is hilarious uh, I oh god to work with So you'll with. be a featured background actor on that one. You could say featured but not really I mean Woo! there were like seven of us who were all very heavily going to be featured I guess you could say. And That's I think awesome. they're going to want. When is that supposed to come out? Uh, I think in the fall. Nice. Christopher Walken is hilarious, dude. I love him. <laughs> he is so amazing. So, would you say um, you haven't always been our most positive friend? But I do think you've gotten more positive over time. What do you think has changed? I don't know what you're talking about. I'm always in a good mood. I always have a smile on my face. Uh, he always says everything that's kind and positive and very driving one of my favorite things to say is i love all people and things oh and you know there's there's no sarcasm or cynicism what are you talking about yeah i've had issues go ahead yeah well you know what i thought we would get into and this might help uh someone listening is uh, you know, you were a very heavy drinker and we've had many fun times drinking together. Oh, yeah. And yes, we have. you are now uh, you've chosen not to drink anymore. And it's been over. Is it been over a year and a half? About, just about a year and a half. Yeah. And yeah, what he, cho- do you he wanna... says no to the poison. No it to the poison. poison. Look, you yeah. know, I don't I don't judge people for drinking all that poison. I used to love it, but it's just not for me anymore. So what crazy, happened right? that, yeah, that made you uh, what made you? make that life change well there were you know uh there's everyone who who drinks too much ends up making poor decisions and doing stupid things and eventually you kind of like hey what am i doing and uh so it wasn't any one thing that led for this to happen and just happened to be like valentine's day 2020 
a month before, just over a month before the pandemic started, I'm like, ah, eh, I think I'm done with that. Because I had been, you know, absorbing this, uh, this book called Alcohol Lied to Me by uh, actually a radio guy in the UK whose name is Craig Beck. And it, he offers it for free on the internet. He also offers uh, courses and hypnosis and stuff that you can pay for. I, I didn't do any of that shit. I read the book, started watching his YouTube videos while drinking and all and I'm just absorbing all the information like oh, it's really it. interesting and the reason I even started listening to and and reading this was because I heard a comic Pete Holmes talk about this on uh, the Dax Shepard podcast armchair expert and D- oh yeah Dax is an AA guy which I am not I'm not a an AA person by any means and I don't like that whole philosophy it works for some people great it's not for me um well he was also an addict too so I think it it worked for him especially in that sense too you know but like the a entire drug a drug addict and an alcoholic yeah. yes but they have uh you know they have philosophies and and things that they say and do <laughs> yeah that are way different sure. you know this this in a nutshell what i what i did was change my way of thinking like oh this is just not for me anymore and you don't like sure it'll come to mind like oh yeah like we were at you know i looked at the beer list and i said jason if i was still drinking i would get that sour from russian river that looks amazing but it's poison but you should enjoy it because you're gonna get a beer anyway so wait wait could i get a smell of that first before you I, did, I smelled your beer it and was it was it a good recommendation or what it was oh my god no it was beautiful i mean i'm a big smeller and i'll still eat or drink that thing that i smell yeah. so like it was totally normal for you to be like could i smell it <laughs> so during the whole uh year and a half you you haven't had any like thought of slipping up and oh yeah you and during a- covid it's normal to have a thought. Well, when the pandemic started, I'm like, wow, I'm just over a month sober and it looks like everything's going to shit. Uh, should I just say, fuck it? But it was like, well, that's dumb because first of all, after a month, you're feeling like a completely different person. Like, wow, you're noticing all kinds of shit. Your, ste- your, your sleep is starting to improve. Yeah, let me stick with it. And there were eight bottles of wine. I still had like eight bottles of wine sitting in my living room. That's and impressive. I would, I would just look at them and I'd kind of chuckle. And then later in the year, when I saw friends up in Westchester who just got a new house, I still had a rental car from a trip I had just come back from. And I threw the bottles in the back and I showed up I'm like, here's your housewarming gift. And you don't have a drinking problem, so you can enjoy these. <laughs> you should make it clear that you're not totally sober. You do like something else. Weed is not a... What do you mean? Weed, that's a plant. <laughs> Weed is natural. So is cocaine before it's processed. <laughs> well, but it's processed. That's what fucks it all up, right? I wouldn't touch that. I know. I got a heart You problem. know, I mean, so is Valium, though. Valium comes from valerian root, which, you know, people think like, oh, valerian root, I take it to sleep. Yeah, I bet you do. <laughs> you yeah. know where it comes from? I didn't though. know that. But yeah, valerian yeah. root works. I take that sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. I did take it once back in the day so you must enjoy being out in california where when is new york going to legalize all that weed and it's stuff? already it happened it's, it? i was gonna say it yeah it did happen it's legal but the recreational stores it's gonna take like two years for them to set up how they're gonna rob everyone with taxes and all that stuff <laughs> dude you honestly like i don't purchase any of that but i have seen some friends buy stuff in the fucking weed tax is more than the federal tax oh it's crazy it's stupid and i'm like of course that's why they made it legal well it's, yeah right it's a no-brainer it should have been done years ago the only reason it just happened in new york is because jersey just did it so you know the yeah. path train is going to become the pineapple express 
you know, right. for, for $2.75, you're going to go to Hoboken <laughs> or Newark or some shit and pick up, you know, like a, a backpack's worth yeah, of stuff. Oh so Cuomo was like, oh, we got to do this now. And Connecticut just did it right after New York, I think. So there you go. Yeah. No, right. It makes sense. Okay. So, um, you know, our podcast is about living your dharma, living your passions. Do you have any um, advice you'd like to give the dear listener on how they should pursue their life's passions? Me? Give someone advice. Who am I? <laughs> Who am I to tell anyone? Jeez. Um, Don't drink poison. Goodbye. Don't poison yourself every night alone on the couch. Think about what you're good at and try and do more of that. I don't know. That's like the basic stuff, right? Okay. Well, this seems like a perfect spot to uh, go to our It's 5 O'Clock Somewhere segment. It's five quick questions where we find out more about you very quickly. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Question number one. If you could hang out with anyone for an hour, who would it be alive or dead and why? Howard Stern. I want to talk about I want to talk about all those insults back then. <laughs> you know, you know how much it hurt that day, Howard. But I love you. I still worship you and idolize your career. You're fucking amazing. Yeah, he probably would make it a great uh, therapy session because he really is He's you evolved, know, the greatest. He would apologize. Yeah. He would actually look into my eyes and say, "I'm very sorry. I'm really sorry." For yeah, you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I, oh. it's not going to happen. But it would be funny if it did, right? Maybe he'd make a little be. painting for you. <laughs> a little watercolor. Yeah. yeah. Gift it with a cat. All right, question oh number two. God. What do you want to be remembered for? I thought you were going to say, what do you want to be when you grow up? Grow up. <laughs> I should have, because we both would have said, a motherfucking Toys R Us kid, son. Uh, that You know, that's a good one. I'm, that's better yeah. than what I was actually going to say. <laughs> I'm sorry. What was the question again? I deflected. <laughs> What do you want to be remembered for? Um, being a wise ass. Yeah, that's All good. Right. Because okay. you're you're a kind person when you do it, and you and you do it with strength and power and smarts too. I like it. It's with love. It is okay. with love. violent uh, love. But- <laughs> is that your dating profile? If you're yeah, looking that for is, violent yeah. love, I think it might yeah, be something. Headline like, is hashtag violent love. <laughs> it might be something Charlie Sheen said during his meltdown. I don't know. Something oh yeah, about, a joke did. Um, t- something you about were obsessed tiger. with Charlie Sheen for quite some time. Something about tiger blood and Adonis DNA. I yeah. Don't remember. Okay. Uh, question number three. You can only have one of these for the rest of your life. Del Taco, New York City Pizza, <laughs> Mahmoud's Falafel. Mahmoud's is amazing, but I got to go with New York City Pizza. All right. All right. I'm so happy you said that because I agree with that. But if you would have said Del Taco, no. I would have cried Come on. because there's no <laughs> way that you could give up the city. There are things that shit. when I come to California or any state with Del Taco, well, I should say California, obviously, there's a lot of really good Mexican food here. And I know Del Taco is not real, but I wish we had it in New York and I love it. And I love Taco yeah. Bell, but Del Taco has more veggie options. I don't eat meat. So, yeah. Question, Question number, number four. four. One celebrity crush and why? Oh, besides Howard. The only okay. This this comes to mind just because I just heard her interviewed on a podcast. Rachel Bilson. It's very obscure, almost. Is that, is that it, the it woman? Is, Hold but on, I like Rachel it, Bilson. Is it rude to is it rude to Rachel Bilson to say that's obscure? She was a big star on the mm-hmm. OC. She played Summer. Oh, the I don't know. Yeah, no, oh, I, I think I, I got to look her up. I don't think I remember. I think I know who that is. Fall down. She's adorable. And she's single now. Oh, like, obviously, I have cute. a chance. Who did she used to date? 
I don't even she, know. She, didn't she date... Uh... Oh, she's been with uh, Adam Brody is one of them. Looks oh. like she's been with is a lot of different... Yeah, she dated Adam Brody Malik. when they were on the OC together, and uh, she had a kid about, with someone else. And what about Rami Malik? Rami Malik? She was with him? She's in a lot of pictures with him. She does have a baby in another photo. She has a fantastic wow. figure. <laughs> She's hot. That's a very <laughs> random, but I think that is a good choice. Well, because I heard her on Dax Shepard's podcast, and then I started uh, following her on Instagram. Oh, I started looking at pictures funny. of her recently. I'm like, yeah, I love her. <laughs> but you know that could I be like you, 100 that could be 100 different Hollywood starlets and or news news reporter and anchor chicks yeah I'm sorry is it bad to sure. say chicks you can't say that anymore right women sorry <laughs> don't cancel me please um okay question number five if you could have one sip of any beer and not lose your shit what would it be what do you mean lose your shit wait I'm not I don't drink though I don't get have, it. yeah I'm saying do you miss not, any beer, a particular beer? Oh, I guess sours. I got so into yeah. sours, and they got so popular within the past few years. Like the one I, I said to to Frizzaday, yo, I would get that Russian River Sour. Yeah, yeah. that's the one on the list that was talking yeah. to me. That Russian River, I think, is good. You know, I think they're a good brewery in general, but that one was freaking awesome, man. Yeah, I think it said it was 9%, and was it some sort of berry shit in there? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was. I forgot. I had, when I used to drink, I enjoyed so a good, like, blackberry sour, all kinds of stupid shit like that. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, that wraps up. It's 5 o'clock somewhere. You've been a tremendous guest, Ashok Bala. Thank you for being on the program. Thank you for having yeah, me. Man. Hey. You are welcome. Now you're back in the podcast world. What do you do oh next? Oh, my God. You should start your own podcast. <laughs> and But I want to be like one of the few people on Earth who doesn't have one. Oh, I see. Oh, I Those get people it. are dumb. Yeah. Yeah, dummies. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for being on. We love you. Love you. Love you, man. And I'll see you in about 30 seconds. We're going to converge in the, is that a word? Con- I don't know. In the living room. Also a great band, too. And we're going to have a spin drift, sparkling water. No thanks. Julie loves it. Here is the Afterpod, where we talk about our guest who's in the other room, but they can't hear us anymore. Shh, he's right next to me. Wait, no, no. It's not here is the Afterpods. Welcome. Oh, pardon. Uh, welcome to the Afterpod, where we talk about the guest who's in the other room. That was Ashok Bala, everybody. Also known as Dead Air Dave. He was Dylan. Um, oh, yeah, he finally Dylan. is What's back up? to this using his real name as a news anchor. We didn't talk about that and how that how he felt about using his real identity. He was Dead Air Dave for a long time. I know. You even had him in your phone as Dead Air Dave, I think. Yeah. I wonder. I think I probably still do. Yeah. One of his emails is still. D-A-D, Dead. Name. Oh, we used to call him Dead. That was pretty funny. Like, hey, Dead, what up? I love that. I, I thought he was actually way more positive. You guys might not know, but he can be very negative. So he was very positive on the podcast. He's on vacation from New yeah. York, so he's in L.A. You know, which is even a better place to be in, right? Positive. On vacation. Yeah. On vacation, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not necessarily in L.A., just on vacation yeah. in general. So I thought that was fun, reviewing reviewing the K-Rock days and uh, just talking about our journey through different broadcasting forums. Yeah, I love hearing about the K-Rock days because as a kid, I don't know if I remember knowing that there was a K-Rock in New York. I don't, um, I don't know 
I don't know how you would know that, actually, because, I mean, even in New York, did anyone in New York knew, know there was a KROQ? Oh, yeah, K-Rock maybe K-Rock in not. L.A., KROQ was our sister station owned by the same company. Uh, KROQ in L.A., of course, was like known as the world-famous KROQ, yeah. and then we were just K-Rock New York, WXRK. WXRK. But we had Howard Stern live where KROQ had Kevin and Bean. Kevin and Bean live. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's a big difference, I think. And it was weird because the music, like what music worked in New York was very different. Like, let's say back in the day in L.A., you would hear like what was called maybe new wave music. Yeah. But in New York, we had to play like metal music instead of new wave. Like we weren't playing yeah. The Cure. We were playing Winger, which is terrible. But that was the but New it, York audience. You were saying it was like metal music, though? Yeah, hair metal. Excuse me. No, no, I get it. As well, opposed to being able to play The Cure, we did not play a lot of like what I call new wave from back in the day. New wave 80s stuff, yeah. But I mean, that's that's what makes the saying East Coast music or West Coast. Yeah. And that's with every genre, hardcore, rap, especially both of those. Heart, West Coast hardcore and East Coast hardcore is literally a saying, kind of like East Coast rap, West Coast rap. I've never said West Coast rock, but yeah. yeah. Like you guys played so much Red Hot Chili Peppers, although we still killed the Chili Peppers, but I don't think it quite as bad as you guys did in LA. Yeah, it was bad. We had a few artists, oh my god, we should have reviewed this with him, like Smashing Pumpkins, If I Have to Hear The World Is A Vampire. I mean, Planet, oh I mean, we <laughs> so there's still a lot of artists like that you know i'm sure pearl jam same um, that got played over and over and just over just got played over and over time. nirvana of course yeah um yeah like the, you know, all so that. i mean like we played a lot of metallica i don't know oh, if yeah. you guys got into metallica out here like we did we we did but really it was it was the black album uh nothing else matters that was the ultimate overplayed Metallica song of the century. We probably so, should have had a show on to discuss the music. Probably. Although I wouldn't say he's a huge music person, which is so yeah, funny. But he knows all the DJs or the anchors. The names. News of, anchors? Yeah. <laughs> he knows all that. So overall, uh, it was super fun having him on. Um, I do think I'm happy for him uh, on the drinking front because drinking was not working for him and yeah. and really just making a decision to stop it's it's not to say it's really in the wording too for your own mind it's not to say you I'm not going to drink anymore it's like drinking no longer works for me yeah you know he just made it a lifestyle though yeah. that's that's the thing you know like people diet no just you just need to make whatever the quote unquote diet is your just a lifestyle which is in the end just eating healthier yeah whatever that may mean you right. know so I'm very happy for him that he's found that road and I guess lucky for him um I'm not into weed or uh I've tried, you know, I've tried some of those edibles. They just don't really work for me. But um, I'm happy yeah. it works for other people. Yeah. They can find joy in whatever they like. And I mean, hey, you know, if they're doing that over popping pills, which is obviously a lot more toxic on your body and mind yeah. and spirit, hey, why not? Do yeah. it, you know? It has been wild, though. You know, when you have people come visit and normally it's like, oh, my gosh, let's go to that brewery and let's go here. Let's go here. Like, so with a show, we're like, okay, so... um. Do you want to go for a walk? I'm ready um, for that. <laughs> should we eat again? I Do you want bumps. more ice cream? <laughs> yeah, 
<gasps> well, that's a great thing too, though. The ice cream spots out here are insane. Yeah, those have well, become you know so popular. He, he loves. He he actually visits Michigan, where I'm from, and he lo- I, he's like, yeah, there's a huge custard scene there. I don't even know that. That's, <laughs> I know. I don't either. He messaged me though. He's like, okay, any good ice cream spots and custard spots? And I'm just like. I don't I'm even like, know is, the last time I've had what, custard. What, what, who calls custard custard? <laughs> like, is that like a soft ice cream? Uh, yeah, I guess it is. I don't know. I like this section where we just talk about the guests when we make fun of them. <laughs> <laughs> it is. I mean, custard, honestly, is really one of your favorites. Um, creme brulee? Uh, creme brulee, yeah. I'm confused about what, the, but he gets like, it looks like ice cream, but it's custard. I don't understand. Oh, oh. Yeah. I actually see a picky. But doesn't it look just look like ice cream? Like soft serve ice cream? It it does. Wow, that's confusing. Hmm. Yeah. We'll have to have him back for a custard discussion. <laughs> All right. Well, that was Ashok Bala, a good friend of ours. Uh, happy to have him here. And, yes. Uh, good to have him on the pod. Amen to that, Sisterhood of Justice. Till next time. Till next time, everyone. Love you. Hugs, kisses, and cuddles. Thanks for listening to the Cuz I Have To podcast. The best way you can help us is share the show. Tell people about it. Share it with your friends on your socials. And also leave us a great iTunes review. Just Google Cuz I Have To podcast iTunes. Go to the bottom of the page and there's your review section. Make it good, will ya? Find us on Instagram at Cuz I Have To podcast. And email us, especially if you know someone living their dharma and you think they'd be a great guest on the show. It's cause I have to podcast at Gmail. And oh, we do love those voice messages. You can leave us one at anchor.fm slash cause I have to. Keep living those dreams, friends, because you have to. Till next time.